Welcome back to the Swedish podcast. In the last chapter, we heard how Padasaram and Shaktu, two priceless great warriors of Guru Hargobind, gave their life in the battle, satisfying themselves with the warfare, killing the enemy commander, Nabi Baksh, chopping his head off. This was the eldest son of Abdul Khan, the main general. Both sides fought fiercely, and at the end of the last chapter, both sides pulled back to gather themselves. Chapter 38 now begins describing how two servants from the Mughal army ran back to Abdul Khan and said, Look, Nabab, look, commander, we are ruined greatly. Your eldest son, who is radiant like the moon, in killing many of the enemy, he was also killed. The battle has erupted so fiercely, and he didn't even take one step back. He killed many, pinning them down with his arrows. He cut many back as well before being cut himself into pieces. With him, many other warriors were killed also. The bodies are just stacked on bodies there. Great streams of blood is flowing. Abdul Khan heard these words, which were like arrows to his heart. He cried out, screaming, Oh son, you weren't satisfied by just watching? I didn't know you died. Where have you died? You left me, but you didn't leave the battlefield. Why did you not push back? When you left, I told you all this. Abdul Khan's youngest son then came and tried to explain to his father, To cry, father, like this is not proper. The whole army looks at you as their commander. Hold yourself together. Have some resolve. This isn't right. Now is not the time for crying. Until I have captured or killed the Guru in battle, then I won't retreat from the battlefield. I'll cause such a calamity. So now just give me the command. When we capture the Guru, then our honor will remain. Otherwise, Shah Jahan will curse us all. Abdul Khan, hearing these words of his younger son, gathered himself and then let out all of his sadness behind. He gathered up a great amount of troops, grabbing his weapons and then headed to the forefront. The battle drums were sounding off. The noise traveled through the air. The Turk army heard this and were in shock, thinking that this must be the end now. The youngest son of Abdul Khan, whose brother was just killed in battle, he swelled up with great rage, seeing his father cry. His mustache looked beautiful. He knew all the science of weapons. He had such a beautiful gold jewelry embedded with jewels and diamonds. His name was Karim Baksh. He was so strong and powerful. He was so arrogant. He didn't think anybody else as strong as him. He was mounted up on an extremely expensive horse, which was so agile and strong. He had a turban of the finest cloth. It looked so beautiful with a turla popping out at the top, a flap, a turla being a piece of material, a lard fanning out. In his hand, he was holding a very sharp spear while asking his troops around him, Where is my brother? Where did he get killed by these idiots? Tell me, I want to go retrieve his body. Hargobind also must be in that area. The warriors heard this and said, Look, there where the sick forces have gathered. They are positioned there with guns at the ready, but just beyond them. And on the right side, there the strong guru is standing. When Nabi Baksh was killed, our forces pulled back. And when they did that, the Sikhs themselves took those positions there in great numbers. They encircled that direction. Karim Baksh heard this. His eyes went red. His face too. Where his brother fought and died, he went towards that direction with his strong warriors. He yelled out at his troops, Oh friends who eat and drink all together, we'll only reach to where Hargobind is if we become fearless. Those who will reach there have no fear. They are not remembering their wife and kids. Those are the warriors that should come with me. Those who have great fear in their heart who are remembering their beloveds at home, you guys should just go back. Don't come with me. Go stand guard with my father. 
So the cowards hearing this, they left, they scattered here and there. They knew that today they would all die. That the Guru would kill all the great large warriors there in the battlefield. That they pointlessly mounted up there in great arrogance thinking that they would capture the Guru. Who had already killed a force of 7,000 strong. The only survivors in that battle of Amritsar were those who fled. So how can we capture them now? That divine who holds miraculous powers, the exalted Guru Nanak, was the peer of all peers, the holiest of the holy. And Hargavan, the great warrior, sits on their seat. He who is not capturable, who isn't killable, who can kill an entire Turk army. And this is what some of the Turk soldiers were thinking as they ran back, thinking of excuses not to fight. Those warriors pressed forward who weren't afraid of dying, who were not remembering their wife and kids back home. That battalion which Karim Baksh himself organized, specifically taking a select group, they pressed forward at some distance now from Abdul Khan. Abdul Khan though at that point asked the warrior about what was going on and somebody replied, Karim Baksh, the strong, is going now into battle. He's picked out a select special force of troops to press forward against the Guru. Abdul Khan thought of his eldest son and then replied, Why does he want to die? Go quickly and try to stop Karim Baksh. So Abdul Khan sent off a soldier quickly on horseback. That soldier went to Karim Baksh and said, Your father is telling you to stop. Do not press forward. There are many sick soldiers in front of you, ready to kill you. The son heard this, didn't listen to it at all. He said, I'll go kill those who killed my brother. Over on the other side, the exalted Guru Hargava knew all that this arrogant person was planning an attack. The Guru then commanded to Bilijan. Bilijan, this large force is coming head on. It's the younger, arrogant son of Abdul Khan. He's feeling greatly the loss of his brother. He's now prepping to do a large scale attack, picking out select specialized attack force. Go ahead and prevent them from pushing through. Let out your arrows, pin them down greatly, be attentive, careful, protect yourself, but take troops with you and press forward. Bidichan was so happy to be commanded with this task, he listened to it with great respect. This brave, great warrior roared out, Oh great king, what are these cowards? We'll kill them like they are jackals. After saying this, he had his battalions, battle drums sound off, they were so loud it sounded like thunder. And taking the command from the Guru, he went forward with his strong troops. Meanwhile, that messenger who went to Karim Baksh, he went back to Abdul Khan and said, Your son did not listen at all. He said he's going to wear Guru Hargum in his position. Hearing this, Abdul Khan turned his head in regret and said, Now the name of my lineage is going to be destroyed. These Khatris, Ratan Chand and Karam Chand, made me mount up. They themselves will die from this and I'm going to die as well now. At that point, Abdul Khan looked over at them in great anger. He pointed at them and said, Why are you just standing here without worry? That spot where my eldest son died, my younger, is now going there. Go meet with them. Go protect them in battle. Where Karim Baksh has gone, go there and do not come back. I'll put pressure from this side so that we can all end this battle this time. Go capture the Guru or kill him. Get revenge for Nabi Baksh's death. Both Khatris, Ratanchand, Karamchand, so Ratanchand is Kheril's son, Karamchand is Chandu's son. They heard these angry words of Abdul Khan. They knew he was so sad from hearing that his son had died in battle. So they quickly turned their horses. They set off taking some troops with them before meeting with Karim Baksh, their friend. 
Benin Bucks Battalion, their battle drums were beating and the instruments were making noise as they were all in formation going forward. Their horses were pushing forward and they all reached right in front of Bilichan's forces who were standing there at the ready holding weapons. The rifles began shooting. Loud cracks erupted from the guns. Such a tumultuous battle now had begun from both sides who were enthusiastically attacking each other. This is how chapter 38 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear how Karim Baksh fares against the great warrior Bidijan. So that's what we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who've been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. <laughs> Sharna Parenka, Tetsaringa, Gajikaji Karayyave, Guru Arjibin Sao, Jamaan Paave, Nalo Jave, Sharna Parenka, Sharna Parenka, Sharna Parenka, Sharna Parenka, Sharna Par